Hello, everyone, and glad you're with us back to Biblehead Podcast. Hey, today, Davin and I have a lot of fun really talking about more personal growth. This is our series on personal growth, and and the topic that we discussed today was the idea of the value of our time and where do we spend it, how do we spend it, um, what the value of that is, and, and when we are in the moment, when we are there, how do we spend that time? So I think you're going to get a lot out of this, especially if uh, you have family, if you have kids. Um, it's something we always struggle with. And so uh, hopefully we can help out and answer some of those questions you might have. Enjoy. It's way less intimidating to just have one person like have it a is. friend in there. And, it is. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Man? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm handsome. All right. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Hello, Devin. Hey, Tim. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, good afternoon um, on this apocalyptic Wednesday afternoon here in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, so uh, for those that are watching and listening, um, this is n- not really a normal day, would you say, in Dallas, Texas? it's uh, It seems to be more normal in the last two years. Yeah. But even at that, you know, I'm. It, it's kind of like, you know, you were up in Montana and it's really crazy cold, but I, it's not icy like it is here. Yeah, it's so different. You know, I remember the first time that I experienced a Texas ice storm was probably 2002. 10 mm-hmm. up here in North Texas. Yeah. You know, I grew up North central rural Montana and, and a couple feet of snow was nothing. You yeah. know, you'd have snow drifts 10, 12 feet high, not that big of a deal because you had the equipment to be able to deal with it. Right. But that first ice storm absolutely blew my mind yeah. and what it did to the roads and yeah. what it did to the trees and to the people and to the psyche. Yeah. Of North and, and I think that's the big difference is people complain about, you know, Texas people don't know how to drive in the winter, which is not untrue, yeah. but who does know how to drive on ice? Nobody. I mean, really, I mean, we're in the country. Do you get ice all the time? I mean, when we get moisture in the winter, it's icy. Yeah. We rarely get snow. Snow, there's a little bit of traction. You can do that. Ice is a whole different game. Yeah, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, 18-wheel drive. It doesn't matter. You know, and I think you almost, you kind of need to, like, separate those two things because, you know, people say that North Texans don't know how to drive in inclement weather, and that is 100% true. That is true. Rains. Like you, well, yeah, yeah, you see, it's like, you know, Texans see – a rain cloud and they just they're like we need to hit the first inanimate object we find let's find it let's hit it let's get it over with or let's drive five miles an hour in a 75 mile an hour zone and nothing in between nothing in between right right? so either smash something or drive super slow either way it messes up my commute on the way home so i I wish they'd stop but i'm just learning to assimilate to the culture and second of all (laughs) you're right like in ice there's nothing you can do yeah especially in a big metro area like Dallas, everything's a raised surface. Right. And, you know, you don't get that thermal heating, thermal heating from the ground. And once you're, you know, 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 feet off the ground, man, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things that Davin and I both live not far from each other. And to get home, we typically, there's a couple ways to get back, but to get home, we have to cross a series of what, three, four bridges, yeah. like over, over a lake. Yeah. And that's where it gets really bad is when, as long as you're over ground, you know, the, the soil is still warm enough where it's keeping the road where it doesn't freeze. But man, once you get those bridges above the water, it's ugly. And it takes next to nothing. And I remember that first ice storm driving across the bridge over to go to, to dinner. Mm-hmm. And we got to the other side, turned around and immediately came back. And you're talking a span of seven minutes, seven to 10 minutes. Both sides were shut down. There were cars scattered everywhere because it was over the the 66 bridge, which is oh, the bridge that runs yeah. parallel just north of 30, yeah. the real main thoroughfare. Right. And there were cars scattered everywhere in a matter of freezing rain of 10 minutes. Really? It was, it, it was shut down and that was it. And I think it was closed down for like three or four days after that. Gosh. So have you ever, did, did you get caught on the bridge or did you get through it? 
I got through, turned around, came immediately back and literally yeah. idled across the bridge at single digit miles an hour. Yeah. And at while, least it while, moved. Yeah. Well, that's, cars just, that's my big, biggest fear is, you know, you get a bunch of cars that smash up and they block everybody from coming through. And now wreckers have to come from the other side yeah. in order to pull people out. And it could be three, four or five hours. And I think that's what people are, are looking, looking yeah. like in, across DFW right now. The good thing is you drive a Tesla that turns into a boat or a plane. So like, it doesn't, like, it really doesn't matter for you. <laughs> yeah. It does great. The 6,000 pound car does great. Like a boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's James, James Bond technology, but not James Bond floating or submarine or actually it would be a submarine, except it's more just a straight down submarine yeah. with no propulsion. Yeah, but and, luckily, and, and the electricity part and water, they're great together. Yeah, but luckily for you, I could come pull you out my new truck. Um, you know, oh, as, now as, that, as that came out. Yeah, absolutely. As a uh, rancher, the backbone yeah. of our country. You know, and, and I'll tell you, I I didn't know. I got a new truck, traded in. My, my Audi got a new truck and love it, needed it, wanted it. It's fantastic. It's everything that I ever wanted. But I didn't know if it was going to fit in the garage downstairs this morning, man. <laughs> it, it was so nerve-wracking because the clearance says like six foot three inches, and I, I bumped it. I bumped the clearance measure this morning as, as I, as I pulled in. So I'm like, well, this may be where it dies. <laughs> I may get this thing in, but it's not just, coming out. Just wedge it in. <laughs> but, that would but make it, everyone behind you super happy. But it made it. And, and of course, like as my luck would have it, like, you know, huge ice storm comes through and I get to figure out a way to drive. Very first day. Yeah. And four wheel drive again, two wheel drive, four wheel doesn't, drive. Doesn't All really matter. The wheel drives. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. You just have to be super careful. Yeah. So it, it looks like, um, Either things are going to get better or we're going to be staying the night in Dallas. Staying the night in Dallas, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure the Statler's either going to have a whole bunch of rooms because people don't make it here or they're going to have no rooms because everybody's right. stuck here. We may be at the homeless shelter tonight Yeah, because we'll just, we are basically homeless now. <laughs> Mike's in town, so we'll just sleep on the, on the couch in his, I'm sure, palatial suite in the, palatial. In the Sheridan from yeah, that'd be great. Know, traveling all over the country. Perfect. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, palatial... Let's continue our series of uh, personal growth. Those don't work, but I thought no, I'd try. I was, I was, I was searching for that. It doesn't make any sense you know, at all. It was, it was time. So I just thought I'd just <laughs> cut it over. We're going to personally grow you by getting you a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't mess up my life. Tell me what things really mean. Yeah, I, I deny your reality and insert my own. I kind of live by that moniker. So yeah, we actually, I, we actually watched uh, um, Couples Retreat. You ever seen that movie? No. And Vince Vaughn's in there, and he was okay. his his one of his famous statements in the movie was, "I know my truth, I know my truth, I know my truth." Yeah, yeah. And, and you 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 can live and die by that line, like physically, mainly mainly and, and mainly die emotionally, mainly die, yeah, mainly die. Yeah, it's like that's the hill you're going to die on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an interesting interesting deathbed you're making for yourself there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is after he was quote unquote bit by a shark. So okay, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it's really good. It can't be better than Ted Lasso, and we can talk more about that later. I know we got to yeah. get into the topic. But we could, man. You know what? We could do a podcast series on the lessons of Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I wish that we should was do that. My neighbor, my dad, my yeah friend my my yeah. coach I yeah can talk about man for our listeners viewers if you guys haven't seen it i, I i'm a late adopter tim tim told me about it and finally jumped into it and can't get enough of it pretty, it's a human, pretty special yeah i mean it, the most likable human the most likable character i've ever seen in any show or any movie ever any not show, even close not even not, not even, even a close second yeah i agree so with that being said let's continue to talk about personal growth yeah so um, one of the things, one of the topics that I'd like to discuss with you and, and uh, with our listeners and watchers is the idea behind how do we value our time, right? How do we determine the value of our time and how do we take the time that we have, i.e. the resource of our time, and how do we use that? 
um, not just professionally, mainly what we're talking about in this series is really from a personal growth, personal standpoint. You know, in, in our lives, we deal with lots of things. You know, every day we have different people that move in and out of our lives. We have, you know, we have family, we have friends, we have coworkers, um, we have other companies, other professionals that we deal with. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different people we deal with. And so every day when we get up, we determine or predetermine what our day looks like and how we're going to spend that time. And so what I'd like to dive into really get your take on how do we determine the value of the time that we have? Not just not monetarily necessarily, but from a priority standpoint, how do we balance all that? How do we, how do we use the, the value of our time and balance that amongst all the different people and all the different things in our lives? So let's, let's jump into that, man. You know, as they say, it's our most precious commodity, right? Yeah. Like no matter how wealthy or smart or dumb you are, you're not getting more than 24 hours in a day. Right. No matter how many acquaintances or meetings or, you know, uh, you know, personal things that you set up, like it's, it's midnight to midnight and the yeah. day's rolling over. And so within that, you know, I, I think you, you talked about valuing your time and I don't think you can apply even professionally a, a, a dollar value to our time. So I think you have to understand opportunity costs of your time and apply value to it in that regard mm -hmm. based on what it is that you're not doing because of the choice that you've made to do something. Right, right. Right, is, you know, every minute when you wake up from the time that your feet hit the floor to the time that your head hits the pillow at night, you are sacrificing things in order to do other things, right? right. So in the morning, you know, I, I, you know, walking through it, like if you're on your way to work, are you doing podcasts or are you listening to music, right? Mm -hmm. And the value and the and the return on investment that those things give to you, there's an opportunity cost associated with right. it. Every song that I listen to is a podcast I'm not listening to or a phone call that I'm not making. And while I may enjoy it, I'm not getting that time back. Right. Right. And some days it's good and some days it's bad that I that I choose to do that. And then I get to work and in the meetings that I schedule or the lunches that I attend or, you know, the places that I travel, there's a lot of things that aren't getting done as a result of the things that I'm choosing to do. And so I, I think it's it's easier, a little bit more concrete to understand professionally mm -hmm. that our, our time value. But man, when you get over, when, when work is done and you're driving home and the rest of your day is laid out in front of you and, and even part of your, your work day, that's when things get incredibly important because you can try to draw all of the hard lines that you want between work and home, but they're not there. They're blurred. They're not, yeah, they right? are blurred. And understanding that we only have so many hours in a day and so many so many days in a week, how you spend that, not just where you spend it, but Tim, I think how you spend it and the quality right. of the investment of time that you put into it is so incredibly important. You and I have talked too at length sometimes about about the difference between work and home. And you know, the further you get into your career, this, you know, I, I don't know exactly where for different people, it's probably different places, but you know, it gets to be where, you know, work becomes your priority mm -hmm. and your career becomes your priority and your family molds around that. You know, I can remember earlier in my career when my kids were really young, I had two companies going at once and uh, boy, I did not do a good job of understanding the value of my time in all three places. You know, I would, I would literally work at access during the week. And then the weekends were spent, you know, at legend doing airplane stuff and mm -hmm. working on that. 
and I would fit my family around that. You know, looking back on that, that was a really, really bad choice. And, you know, there were some, some things I looking back that I would have definitely done very, very different, but you know, every day we go to work and we start making those decisions and, and we often forget that the reason we're working in the first place is support the people that are back at home. And you and I, you and I have had long conversations about that and, and you and I are kind of on the same page and we have the, the same thought about that is, you know, if, if, if we lose focus of why we're doing the why behind what we do, mm-hmm. then it can really screw that up. Um, and, and we do it sometimes in an effort to say, look, I've got to advance my career. I'm looking out for what our lives look like when we're, you know, I'm 50, I'm 55, I'm 60, I'm 65, I'm 70. I've got to plan for my retirement. You know, if I don't do this now, then we're not going to be set up for the future. And yet, Every day that goes by, that value of our time is clicking. And that's the that's a day we don't spend with our kids, mm-hmm. a day we don't spend with our spouse or our friends or whoever it is. And we, you know, we get lost in that. And we look up one day and, you know, kids are gone. And you can quickly have a lot of regrets. You know, I, I look back at when our my kids were younger, you know, being gone like that, boy, there's a lot of their life that I didn't see. Um, and so I, I miss that and I can't, you know, I can't get that back. And, you know, with my wife doing most of the work with that 98%, you know, I, it wasn't fair to her and that was really tough on her and it strained the relationship as it, as it should have. Um, but you know, looking back, I would definitely would have done some things different, you know, and we've talked about this before, Tim, you know, some of the most sage advice and wisdom that you can get in the world is sitting around a table well, old men and women talking about their lives right. and the lessons that they learned throughout the, the course of it. And, you know, through all those interactions that I've had in those types of situations, I don't think I've ever once heard, man, I wish I would have spent more time at work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no doubt. that's, you hear the opposite of that. I wish I would have spent more time with my wife or I wish I would have went to more of my kids sporting events. And, you know, the power of hindsight is extremely strong. And I think that's why understanding that the time and the effort involved between work and home is strongly driven by seasons of life. Mm -hmm. And I think we fall into this, this trap of believing that we can split our time evenly between home and work. Right. And if you spend 50% of your time doing work stuff and 50% of your time doing home stuff, you're not going to be good at either one of them. And so in terms of how you split your time and you know, in, in the, in a true sense of, of hours in is a pendulum Mm -hmm. and it's going to change. And you have to understand that, that there's, there's times where you and I, you know, for me, for budgeting season and things like that is, as I get to certain parts of the year, I have to spend more time at work. I have to, and that mm-hmm. quality of time that I spend at work has to be deep. It mm-hmm. has to be meaningful because we're making a lot of big decisions that are going to impact not just us and the business, but the people that we're entrusted to lead in their families right. and on and on and on. Exactly. So we have to make sure that we're super intentional about how we're focusing our time at work. And so maybe it's 14 hours a day. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't pick up the phone and call home and say, Hey, I love you. I know I'm working late. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You know, let's, let's go to dinner this weekend. Mm -hmm. Those, those little bit, that little bit of time spent with an incredible amount of effort behind it Mm -hmm. can buy you a whole lot of, of, of political capital with your, with your spouse. And then, you know, when it's time to invest into the family, are you at home at eight o'clock at night? Are you sitting there hanging out with your wife and kids or are you, or is your nose in your phone? Are you checking emails? Right. So, there's a lot of ebb and flow in terms of hours 
in a literal definition spent. But if you are extremely busy at work and you have four hours a day, then those four hours had better be super intentional. Right. And they'd better be focused solely on making sure that the people that, that you're at home doing this for understand that you're their why. And, yeah. and you're doing it for them and you're going to pour into them. And then when you get the opportunity to take things like vacation, when you get yeah. the opportunity to step away, put your phone away, yeah. you know, set up a, a system, a network, a, a something that can block emails or, or forward emails to somebody else or something. So you can focus that time and that effort where it needs to be focused. And, you know, part of it, you know, when we're at work, we try to be as productive as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what can I, what all can I pile into this day? What can I organize so that I can get the most out of this day? And yet when we go home, we want to just lay there and say, nobody bother me. I'm exhausted. Right. Right. And, you know, we, and so it's easy to say, well, you should put as much effort into your home and planning all that as you do at work. But, you know, it's different and it's very different. And, you know, I, I think that what we have to learn to do is, is be as productive as we can at work, but also have, have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And those boundaries are that, you know, I'm going to commit today and this week or Tuesdays, Thursdays, right? Whatever it is that I'm going to be home by this time. And I'm going to, and I'm not just going to be home, but I'm going to be home and I'm going to spend some time with this kid or with this kid or my spouse or with the whole family or whatever it is being. And I think the good word for about that, that to use for that is intentional. Mm. Um, Jamie and I talk about seasons of life. You, you talked about seasons of life and, and she had, she has a, a kind of a, a, an idea about this that I think is really good. She says, you know, when you're first starting out in your career, you have no time and no money. And then, you know, as your career builds and all of a sudden you're, as you get older, you, you, you know, you're married, you have kids, and now you have no time. You, you have uh, you know, a little bit of money, but no time. And then as you get older, you start having more time and more money. Then when you kids are gone and you have time and money. And it's strange because, you know, we're to the age now, Jamie and I, where, you know, the kids are gone. They're both the girls are married off now. So we have time and money that we didn't have when we were 26 years old. And, but it's not what we thought it would be. And, you know, one, one of the, the funny things that uh, when, when her and I were dating in college, we both loved Porsche 911s, always have. And we always thought they were really cool, but we didn't understand in college, the only people driving these things are like, you know, <laughs> they're like 55 to 65 year old guys and girl, women. It's like, man, that's such a waste. How, these, how can it be, there can't be young people driving them. And then a couple of years later, it kind of clicked like, oh, those are the only kind of people that can afford them, yeah. right? So back to the time and the money thing. And so... You know, here we are in that point now, and we look back and go, man, those times when we didn't have any time and didn't have any money, those are pretty good times. And you and I have talked about that too, is, you know, money doesn't fix things. Money just makes things more complicated. Hmm. Not to say that money's not a good thing and, and it, does, it doesn't make your life easier because it does, but when you look at what is the value of, that, of life and what is the value of that time, is those times when you struggle, the times you think that things are tough are some of the best times you'll have in your life. And so the time you spend with the people that you love are the times that you are able to look back on when you're those older people sitting around. We talked about the feed store, right? That when they talk about, they talk about some hard times they had, but the fulfillment they have in their lives didn't come from work. You know, uh, they came from 
the value and the time they spent with family or friends or loved ones or whatever. And so, man, that balance is tough. And it's, it's easy to look back on and see what it should be. It's easy to look forward and see what you think it should be. But when you're in the middle of it, it's very, very difficult. And it's hard to gauge that. But, you know, my advice is, is this, is at least every week check yourself. And don't be afraid to ask those around you that you love or that you appreciate, whether that be work, work friends, um, professionals you're close to, uh, mentors, and especially family. Hey, how are we doing? H- how am I doing? Um, and you're going to get a lot of different answers. And, but it's, it's up to you to decipher based on that reflection from them what those things are. And then once you see what that is, to set some boundaries around that. And it's something you said earlier was really important, Davin. And that was, you know, it's not as much about what you're going to do, but deciding what you're not going to do. Because, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I can't tell you, I've, I've, sometimes I'm getting to the age now, I'm 55, and I look back and think about, you know, two days go, goes by, I'm like, man, I didn't really accomplish much. And it scares me because I'm getting older where I feel like, man, there's, I don't know how much time I have left. And that sounds weird and people talk about it, but you know, time becomes more valuable as you get older because the time is more limited. When you're 25 years old, it's a different story because you've got your whole life ahead of you. And that's, that's good. You need to see it that way. But as you look back, you become, you, you begin to learn that valuable time that you have with the people that you care the most about is the best time you'll have and learning how to set those boundaries both at work and home so that you're able to position yourself in the right place to be able to be the most effective you personally that you can be is a way to do that for every person is different. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't thought about that and haven't reflected on that, you know, our encouragement to you today is to really reflect and think about the time you've spent. You know, we talk about looking back 90 days a lot and that may be one of the things you do is look back on the 90 days and say, where did I spend my time the last three months? Did I feel like that was productive? Do I feel like I spent it in the right place? And if you're not sure, ask those around you. And, and I promise you, they'll tell you. Yeah. You know, I, I think back to him, you know, 25 year old Davin. And, you know, I had a, a young boy at home that I was raising by myself. And I remember not being able to wait until 8.30 when he went to bed. Yeah. You know, and now that kid is 17 years old. He's going to be a senior in high school coming up. And now I look back and say, man, I only wish I could have more of those moments. Yeah. You know, and so those, those times are fleeting. And mm-hmm. if you're 25 and you're a hardworking professional and you have a young kid at home and, you know, you just wish you could focus more time and effort on, on work and not be so distracted by the things that are going on at home. I can promise you that in 15, 20 years from this day, when you look back, the things that you wish you, that you would have focused on will be completely different. Yeah. And so try to be intentional about the time that you spend and who you spend it with and make sure that, that those people make an impact on your life and you make an impact on their life. And you'll be able to be that old guy at the feed store, that old guy at the coffee shop, giving sage right. advice saying, I'm glad that I did it this way rather than I wish I would have done it yeah. this way. Yeah. I remember there was a guy that I worked with one time and uh, back when I used to sell copiers, and he sold fax machines and I can remember him calling home and talking to his son and he would say, Hey, daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's a busy man. And I remember hearing that. And even back then I was 25, 26. Boy, that hit me wrong. 
and I didn't have kids. I didn't have, you know, that was not me, but I hit me wrong. And we've talked about, you know, what's in the, what's in your barrel in the bottom of the barrel before mm-hmm. in the, in some of the previous podcast. And that was one of those things that I took, I took out of mine. I never wanted to be the guy that always puts my work before my family and especially tells my family that, yeah. right? Because it, it goes back to what are you deeming most important how are they perceiving how what you feel is important. And because at the end of the day, man, you know, we've only got one life mm-hmm. and how we live it is not up to the people around us. It's not up to our work. It's up to us. Yeah. We are responsible for how we use that time and learning how to do that and, and figuring out where do you do that and where to set boundaries. It's not always easy. It's really not, you know, and, and that, that hits so close to home for me because I, I lost years of my life overseas, you know, and I was a dad for the majority of that stuff. And, and those are, those are times with my kid that I can never get back, you yeah. know, and, and you reflect on that and, and, you know, you have service sacrifice, you know, it sounds, it sounds good and well, right. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, there were things that I couldn't do and weren't present for as a dad that I wish to goodness I could get those times back, but they're gone. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm having to make sure that I'm just that much more intentional with my time because, you know, there's only so much of it left, dude. Right. <laughs> and and it, it's fun to see you. You're, you're at the age, you're the season in your life where you're starting to understand that. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, you've, you know, watching you over the last two years, you, you, you know, nobody's perfect, but you seem to do a really good job of, you know, think the stories you come back to work and tell are stories of family and spending time with and doing stuff that matters. And what I mean matters is not, it's intentional, but it's not big, right? And that's another topic for another day is the difference between quantity and quality, Yeah. right? But, you know, it, it goes back to, we want our kids to still tell stories one day about us. And not that it's a legacy thing or important, but, you know, the way we treat them is how they treat, they're gonna wind up treating their family. And to instill those values in them is one of the most important things we can do for our legacy. And what I mean by our legacy personally, but as our family, right? Am I, am I raising kids? Am I raising a family? Am I nurturing a family that will be better than me? And um, man, unless you set those boundaries and, and set the value of your time, yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I think that'll be a, a good future podcast. Maybe in the next one we can talk about yeah. that. But uh, I think for now, we should probably put a bow on this one. Let's go, uh, let's go skate on some ice. Yeah, man. It, you know, Tim, th- this was a fun topic, you know, and we went into this, you know, being a little bit different than we thought, but I'm, I'm curious to get the feedback from, from our listeners and our viewers as well. And, you know, look us up on social media, find us on, on Instagram, find us on Facebook, uh, find us on YouTube, give us a, a like, a thumbs up, a tweet. Um, let us know how we're doing because we're, we're always trying to make this thing better for you guys and send us an, an email. And I always goof, I always goof this one up. Is it Hello at bobbleheadmedia.com. I believe it's bobbleheadpodcast.com. Bobblehead pod, hello at yeah. bobbleheadpodcast.com. Yeah. I promise I'm going to get this thing right someday. But let us know. You'll share your experiences with us there on social media. And uh, we, we'd, we'd love to you know potentially reply or have people on or as we continue to grow this thing, man. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Good stuff. See you next time. Yes, sir.